It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. I'm going to get to Inside the Flying Saucers this time. But you can't not talk about what this Republican debate was the other day with Vivek Rabasalami and Nikki Haley the fraud. Vivek went after her like nobody's business because he decided to call her out. He, he essentially tried to play chicken and he won. He basically said, and I don't have the quote directly in front of me, but uh, Nikki Haley wants to send American troops over into the Ukraine and she can't even name the three provinces that she wants to send American troops to. And on top of that, American soldiers, your sons and daughters are going to die for somebody that just wants a bigger house. Because if there is war, due to the connections, uh, her formerly being on the board of uh, Boeing, I think, and her husband's connections to the war industry, they're going to be lined up to make buckets of money, even more than what they currently have. And of course, the unwritten law with all of these primary debates is that you don't call out the obvious and you don't air people's dirty laundry. In this case, they don't want you, the Republican elites, to know where their frontrunner candidates are getting their money from. In this case, Nikki Haley is well-supported and well-funded by the war industry. So the more wars we get, the more money Nikki Haley gets. And she even came out and said, well, you've got people like Ron DeSantis and Vivek Rabasalami. They're all jealous because the war industry people, they're funding me and not them. They just want the money that I have. Well, yes and no. But ultimately, you're going to be a warmongering asshole that's going to be no different than what Biden is currently doing. She's not going to stick up for American values or American diplomacy. She's going to be for creating more and more discord out on the planet Earth and kill more people and put American troops in harm's way for no other reason than enriching her and her hideous husband and their despicable friends. So good for Vivek Rabasalami. I still don't think anyone was presidential last night. And I would like to know whether or not Vivek is getting a bucket full of money from the Trump campaign or a Trump pack because that would make a lot of sense. Trump not participating in any of these debates, sicking Vivek on everybody, and then thinning the herd. What ultimately looks like to be happening is that Trump is just sitting back and letting everyone else slaughter one another because he knows he's got the primary in the can. It's done. I mean, he is still 50 points against the next frontrunner, and somehow— Nikki Haley is supposed to be the frontrunner from last night. I don't know how that happened. I mean, Ron DeSantis, he's just a turd. Get him out of the way. And Chris Christie, that incorrigible dirigible, he needs to get out of the way too. But Vivek summed it up uh, nicely, I think. The real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It's the deep state that Donald Trump at least attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who can speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. That's what he is saying to primary voters. And of course, in the audience, the primary voters that were there are all elites. 
It's not going to be the regular ham and eggers and lunch bucket peats and mouth-breathing knuckle-draggers out here like the rest of us. They're all well-paid, all millionaires and skillionaires, and very, very well taken care of by lobbyist groups. So good for Vivek. Uh, Nikki Haley, go pound sand. Nobody likes you. Chris Christie, uh, go have a hoagie on the boardwalk. And uh, Ron DeSantis, kick off the heels and just go back to being governor. You failed. Please just go away. Leave us alone. I would love the fact also that Elon Musk is calling out Facebook or Disney, by the way, Disney, uh, because New Mexico is suing Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram and I think WhatsApp for allegedly enabling child sexual abuse and trafficking, apparently on their advertising. So remember all of the hand-wringing and bleeding hearts about, oh my God, Elon Musk, he's anti-Semitic, he's allowing hate speech all over X, and this is it, we're going to pull all of our funding because we just can't be around any of that kind of rhetoric. Never mind the same kind of rhetoric coming from pro-Israel and pro-Ukrainian uh, media outlets all over X. They, you've got, they've got no problem saying that you, they have to eliminate all Palestinians, eliminate all Russians. Putin's the next Nazi leader, worse than Hitler, just like the Iranian leader is worse than Hitler, just like this leader is worse than Hitler. Everybody's worse than that. Trump's worse than Hitler, or Trump is Hitler, in a matter of fact. So that kind of rhetoric is perfectly fine. But if Elon Musk is dared to, to be critical and uphold freedom of speech, oh, then that's it. We have to pull the funding. So Elon Musk said that the why no advertiser boycott Bob Eager, who's the CEO of Disney, you are endorsing this material. So what is the little background here? Tuesday, uh, Tuesday. Uh, New Mexico sued Meta for knowingly exposing children to sexual exploitation and mental health harm. In the court filing, New Mexico's attorney general's office revealed that it had conducted an undercover investigation creating fake accounts of minors, which were then used to fish for offending content. Meta and its CEO tell the public that Meta's social media platforms are safe. The reality is far different. Meta knowingly exposes children to the twin dangers of sexual exploitation and mental health harm. Meta's conduct has turned New Mexico children who are on its platform into victims, and Meta's motive for doing so is profit. So, unfortunately, this is not surprising to anybody. Does everybody remember what happened during Trump's presidency when we had these very, very bizarre online marketplaces like Wayfair and also uh, Walmart posting these bizarre items for sale with exorbitant amounts of cost? such as a cabinet or a rug, which looks fairly ordinary, going for things, going for amounts like $20,000, $30,000. And wouldn't you know it, the type of cabinet, the type of rug had a very specific name in it. And that name, like, I don't know, like the Charles rug or the Smith cabinet, those names just happened to be the same names that were found on missing children's lists. 
So it would be an assumption that maybe there are they are platforms, marketplaces, they could possibly be enabling child traffickers to sell their product, sell children on their online marketplaces. This is not uncommon, probably. This is not surprising to me. And does everybody remember way back when Disney Cruise Lines, they were advertising snorkeling trips for you and your family when you're on the boat. Oh, we can just drop everybody off at a little island and they can see the fish and they can see the coral reefs. And oh, my God, how wonderful is this? You're going to be full of nature and underwater with your family and it's going to be great. Well, do you know what island they were allowing children to snorkel off of in the Caribbean? Why? Oddly enough, Little St. James. Now, where have we heard that island from? Oh, yes, that was child trafficker and pedophile to the elite. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island. My goodness, what are the odds that Disney would take travelers to that specific island? I mean, it's just beyond me. It must be coincidence. So Disney, we all know, is in hot water, thankfully. We don't want this kind of company. We know, especially from its founder, Walter, being uh, well-entrenched in the fraternal organizations. Look up the 33 Club. Look at all of the subliminal messaging and some of the cartoons that he did early on. So, I mean, it, uh, totally unsurprising. But this, this trend that's going on with X and Elon Musk, this is going to be more and more prevalent into 2024, which is another reason why Ireland is going after Elon Musk and X and trying to force them to censor anything that runs counter to the narrative or that is embarrassing for the power structure, whether that's uh, the political elite, the economic elite, the legal elite, the, the entertainment, you know, you name it, the elite structure, the, the people that make up the elite structures within countries. They want embarrassing information censored. They want to be able to rook the public. They want to be able to take advantage of you and me. So that's why they're trying to censor this. But for now, X is trying to push back against this. And I'm telling you, 2024, it's going to be a big deal. You're going to start to see more and more stories come out because these people, these Disney people, the meta folks, Facebook, Instagram, they're not on our side. They're on the side of big business and these elites. And these big business people and elites, they want somebody like Joseph Biden, Hunter Biden, Nikki Haley, maybe even DeSantis on a rainy day. Those are the candidates that they want because they know that those candidates don't speak for us. They don't care about us. They're going to do whatever it is that the big industries want them to do. And our rights, our lifestyles be damned. It doesn't matter. Okay. Inside the Flying Saucers by George Adamski. Now, this was written in the 50s. I believe it was written in 1952. This is the second book. I think he wrote a trilogy, so there's three of them. Uh, this is, uh, like I said, the second out of three. Um, but there was something very interesting. First thing you have to realize is that George Adamski is not going into these flying saucers against his will. He's actually welcoming it. He has relationships with some of these people, assuming this is all true. He has relationships with some of these travelers. 
And it's not what we see all throughout the 70s and 80s and the and the X-Files series and all this. Aliens are not coming down, abducting him, raping him, creating hybrids and putting implants into him and so on. This is a very, very cordial relationship. They're trying to give him a larger perspective of what's really going on out in the universe and what's going on in the solar system. Now, there's a lot to all of this, and I'll get to uh, some of the other concepts later on in another uh, in another podcast. You know, sometimes we have to fill up the time without going into dead air. Uh, so I'll do that uh, probably next week. But for now, I want to bring up a concept here. He's meeting with he's on the uh, he's on the flying saucer. He's meeting with one of the leaders, and he's known as the great master. And so think of somebody that is extremely well-polished when it comes to philosophy and looking at concepts on a macro level. A great fallacy which has grown on the people of Earth is the custom of dividing into many parts that which should never be divided. So think about that concept for a minute. Everything has its place in the universe, but mankind, for whatever reason, needs to divide it up and look at it and break it down and build it back up and try to manipulate it into new forms. We of other worlds have no such divisions, but realize the relationships and the interdependence of all things. You claim that you are a being made up of five senses. You seek to develop these arbitrarily, conceived senses instead of understanding and developing those which do exist in professing that there are powers of clairvoyance clairaudience mental telepathy and extrasensory perceptions you thereby divide one total phase of expression into at least four separate classifications now for those of you that don't know what clairvoyance clairaudience is uh, it's essentially being able to hear things. Your clairvoyant being able to see into the future, clairaudient being able to hear things. So that kind of concept here, mental telepathy. Uh, you know, all of the all of the concepts that we hear about when it comes to psychics, telekinesis, telekines, all of that uh, kind of uh, all that kind of ability, extrasensory perceptions, and all that. So he then goes on to say. Uh, your being was endowed with four avenues or senses. Notice this. It's not five senses. It's four senses. And I'll explain why. Through which it expresses in what you call a physical manifestation. Intelligence or divinity expresses through every cell of the entire form which you have labeled physical. So the four avenues are sight, hearing, taste, and smell. So the importance of all of this is that the what we consider the sense of touch isn't physical. The sense of touch is really the soul interacting with the environment through the human body, the vehicle, the way the soul interacts. So let's go one step further. Sight, hearing, taste, smell. That is all of the senses of the physical body. So if you were in a different body, you may not have senses of sight or hearing or taste or smell, but you would always have the sense of touch. The sense of touch is the metaphysical awareness of the soul. 
That's a very, very important concept because once you start to realize that, then you can say, oh, wait a minute. When you're in a relationship with somebody and you feel good or it's a rough relationship and you feel bad, that feeling can sometimes manifest as physical. So the sense of touch doesn't necessarily have to be physical, right? So we have to get away from this concept of sense of touch. It's actually a sense of awareness. The sense of awareness is actually emotional as well as physical. That is an extremely important concept. And if true, talk about making love. Making love are two souls trying to essentially come together, har, 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 and they want this sense of awareness that divides us to become one. That is extremely important to realize. He continues, touches the intelligence that precedes all others. Once again, the concept of touch is really intelligence, it's really awareness. You must admit that when conception of a form takes place within a form, the mother-to-be knows that not what it is to be done for the perfect construction of another body, yet the conception grows towards a complete manifestation, right? So the mother doesn't exactly know, or you know, maybe we know now scientifically, but we don't necessarily know how all of that works. You know, sperm goes into egg, and then all of a sudden, poof, uh, new body, new form, new soul. And he gives another example about the sense of touch or awareness. When the, body is to, when the body to be born was ready to make a change within the mother, the mother neither controlled nor instructed this action. This proves that each operates in the field of sensation or feeling independent of the other, yet they arc within a body. Also proving that this thing called touch or feeling is acting in the field of intelligence. So the sense of touch and the sense of feeling is intelligence. In other words, it is your soul interacting with the environment through your body. The body, which is divine, allows the soul to understand and reveal itself to the world. It's, a, it's an incredible concept, if true. When you take this into consideration for the purpose of analyzing, he continues, the sense of touch is recognized as a cardinal one, part of the all-inclusive intelligence, for it is a feeling. And a feeling, as you know it, is a state of alertness or conscious consciousness. When the body becomes unconscious, it does not recognize anything like touch. In other words, you can beat up the body that's unconscious and nothing would happen to you. You wouldn't feel it. On the other hand, if one loses the eyes, loses the hearing, taste, smell, but retains the sense of touch, which is consciousness, one is more or less alive and intelligently operating. And when the body is then struck with something, it feels that touch or hurt where it did not in the previous state. The sense known to you as touch, which is the soul or the life of the body, the human body is actually constructed for services that its minerals and elements will render through the four major physical avenues of expression, so the other four senses. While the fifth touch is a universal one which gives sensation to the other four, 
Once the touch sense leaves, the other four have no power of sensation or operation. It is through this recognition or understanding that mineral man rises to a condition of unity with the Father, within the Father, and the Son becomes one. So understand this, that we have something magnificent and we experience something divine every single day, and that is our body. But it goes one step further. The sense of touch, right, or the sense of awareness, right, if we're not, if we're assuming it's not touch anymore, is actually metaphysical. So everything that you do, everything that you interact with, you are interacting with the divine. Everything around you, everyone around you that makes you feel good or bad, it is the universe part of the universe interacting with you and what you do with that interaction is completely up to you and progresses your metaphysical awareness. Through what avenues can I express in order to return to the oneness from which I have fallen, he asks rhetorically. Remind them that man has nothing to add. He has only to express that which already is his. But he must learn to understand what it is he has and live this understanding. The four senses of sight, hearing, taste, and smell will begin to evolve to where they will become more sensitive instruments, not only to serve in what you call the physical world, but also in service of the universal. And the universal includes the physical within itself, not outside it. For everything that takes place within the universe is also within the divine or supreme intelligence. So understand all of that. So when you have an upsetting interaction with somebody, or you meet somebody new, or you think spiders are icky, you have to start conceptualizing that their role in our interaction, in our reality tunnel, is purposeful. What can we observe about the spider? What can we take into consideration when interacting with other people that are notoriously, notoriously difficult to normally interact with? How can we better ourselves? How can we somehow get a concept across to certain people in a different way? Help us become better communicators. Because the better that we communicate with others, the better we feel. And as we know, the sense of touch isn't just a physical sense of touch. It's also an emotional sense of touch. It's how feelings interact with one another. That's why when you're in love with somebody, you know, that new puppy love, you get butterflies in your stomach, they probably have the same kinds of feelings. It is our awarenesses interacting, not just on a physical level, but on an emotional level, which ultimately turns into an electromagnetic frequential level, which is why when you walk into a room, you feel the heebie-jeebies if you're standing in the room with a ghost or if you feel like somebody's talking about you, you pick up on that. It is all the divine interacting with the divine. And so we should welcome these environments and these people and other, you know, name it, plants, bugs, animals. We should welcome them into our universe 
because it's all connected. They're interacting on their own way with their own awareness. It's a very important concept. I wish I can develop it more in the time that I have, but that's it. Uh, next week, I will be back as always, and I'm probably going to start tapering off for the end of the year because, you know, I do four podcasts a week. I mean, what more do you want from me? It's the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. As always, you can like me, find me, share me, Last Call Caravan on your social media platforms, Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels on all of your podcasting platforms. Until next time.